Hey, 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 Dream Warriors! It's 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, the Dream Warriors Podcast Countdown. Now, if you don't know what that is, I'll explain that in a second. But if you're new here to the podcast, here on Dream Warriors, we talk movies, pop culture, comic books, commentary on everything. Last episode was the Oscars. If, if, if you want to know a quick hot take on the Oscars, listen to that one. Listen, listen to 117. But hey, tonight, today, right now, it's, it's in the morning and it's snowing here in Philly. On Dream Warriors podcast, we're discussing a Netflix exclusive original movie. It's called Velvet Buzzsaw and is starring Jake Gil- G- 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 Gilgamesh. Well, I can never pronounce his name, but hey, let's let's have me stop talking. I'm doing the intro for too long, and let's just get to it. Oh, yeah. So the countdown. The countdown is about uh, me. Earlier this year, hitting a wall. I hit a wall when it when it came to Dream Warriors podcast. What was that wall, right? It, like it, it, a lot of people have been asking me. That wall essentially was just a a moment of like it was an intersection of frustration and doubt, and I kind of went on a little bit of a binge and just said to myself, "Hey, it was like, hey Pete, um, you know, like why don't." Why don't you really just change it up? You know, you're you're trying to conform Dream Warriors into these other things. Let's uh, let's change it, and we'll be talking about that next episode because we're counting down to episode zero zero zero. I like zeros, <laughs> uh, and I'm not. I, I can't even uh, like lead into how long that episode might be, or ge- even give you intel on the nature of the episode. Uh, I have some notes, but it, I really wanted to sit down and not only be honest with all of you, but be honest with myself. That's right. Yeah, be honest with this uh, with me, the the guy looking back in the mirror. Because I just view as if we're, you know, if, you know, even when we're doing things in life, if we're really not consistently uh, trying to do something original and swing for the fences and just be better every single day, again, even if it's 1% every single day in the year, that 1% adds up, trust me. Uh, I Dream Warriors needs to echo that, so you know, and and uh, it's a, it's a little bit of me, but holy crap, I don't know how to talk to you about this movie about Velvet Buzzsaw. This is from the guy that did uh, Nightcrawler, uh, a movie that was just universally loved. Uh, I believe it was a 2017 movie. Nightcrawler came out. It was written and directed by Dane Gilroy. Dane Gilroy's been um, being credited. His credits go back to 1992 with the movie Free Jack. If, if you're not familiar with Free Jack either, uh, <laughs> uh, I recommend Free Jack. Free Jack, uh, Free Jack and Time Cop are a great pairing. Uh, it's Emilio Estevez. and John Claude Van Damme in those two separate movies. But that is a one-two 90s time travel double feature and which is kind of funny because i i don't believe emilio estevez was around for much longer after that movie his his next big movie at that point was mission impossible uh the first one starring tom cruise uh and he he just kind of like faded away and it's sad because free jack 
was like it was like okay like th- this guy can do action uh, and later uh if guys like ben affleck could do like action movies like uh like paycheck uh hey throw that one in there too throw in paycheck as as your third for for those three movies yeah you know, like and kind of continue I, I really don't believe there, there was any difference between Emilio Estevez and Ben Affleck uh, during those two times uh, of their careers. But uh, Dan Gilroy is a story guy for some very underrated movies. Uh, movies that just fly by the cynical heads that run. Uh, look, everything right now happening with uh, this Captain Marvel controversy and Ryan Tomatoes, it's, it's 100%. There's something there, like where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, it is a assault on criticism, one thousand percent. Now, given that they they're not removing reviews, they're just removing like the the hype meter. But uh, having every having having all of our thoughts under one institution is very dangerous. And Dream Warriors is a is, is a contrarian point of view to where, uh, you know, hey, let's let's be a little bit more positive let's look for what's best and better in most of these movies uh and you know and be fair now those precepts escape a lot of youtubers so my work with dream warriors itself is a criticism of the cynicism but moving forward dane gilroy is rock and roll writer for free jack Two years later, volume for Chasers. Nine years later, volume for Two for the Money. Al Pacino, uh, Matthew McConaughey, a great movie. I really, I always, I, I always enjoy. It. I like movies where uh, you you kind of hustle, you bust your ass to to make something. Uh, I'm always drawn to that. I'm not familiar with The Fall. Uh, credited story guy for Real Steel. Writer for Born Legacy 2012. Kind of cool. Writer director two years later, Nightcrawler. Writer for Kong Skull Island. Uh, you could probably maybe credit him for a little bit of a universe building architecture, since uh, that's what Kong Skull Island was setting up. Godzilla set it up too, uh, but I'm sure he he was in those conversations. Um, movie I never heard of. <laughs> Roman J Israel Esquire. Uh, this movie. Wait, wait, I think I did, I did hear about this movie. This is a uh, Denzel Washington movie. He, he wrote this uh, movie, uh, wrote and directed. Oh, geez. So he follows up Nightcrawler with, with, I think, two films that just didn't hit it out of the park. He definitely understands actors, characters, and acting. Uh, he, Dan Gilroy, for this, especially for this movie too, comes off as a writer-director who's taking uh, extensive acting classes and has spent time on stage because he he understands characters so well and understands almost like the tics of an actor. Uh, you know, he knows what to tell them to get performances to go into a certain direction. I saw this in Nightcrawler. I saw it in Velvet Buzzsaw. Jake Gyllenhaal is today's premier actor next to Ryan Gosling. I would after this movie, Jay Gyllenhaal is above Ryan Gosling. Only because Ryan Gosling is is just doing something different. He's just doing something different. 
Jake Gyllenhaal at least is doing characters, and he's the focal point of movies, and he has an amazing body. <laughs> hey, that matters. They both have good bodies, but it's it's to the point that what Gyllenhaal is doing is definitely more tangible. Uh, we can we can hold it with with our hands. So yeah, of course, um, it's 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 important. It's it's important to see these two guys go. Uh, I haven't seen the first man now. It's no secret that I'm not a huge, 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 huge patriotic dude. I, you know, I really, I'm red-blooded American over here. That doesn't mean uh, there's, like, these other things that I don't like, uh, you know, politically. No, there's, uh, I do believe in inclusion. I do believe, you know, like, feminists, like, all of that. I, I, I believe and understand the plights of all of that, of the entire spectrum. Um, you know, does I think do do those grounding beliefs have a fanatical edge that enables people for harassment? Yeah, a thousand percent, and 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 I do feel like a lot of that too also goes to the far spectrum. I, I think it kind of goes both ways. Um, you know, like when we get very left and very right of center. But with with that being said, <laughs> I'm not sure, but <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there. But with with that being said. Um, you know, like the first man's criticism of the American flag, um, did turn me off. So, either way, this movie is good and bad equally. I I was watching this movie with a female. Life lesson here coming up. Yeah, I watched the movie with a female. Uh, every woman you meet, you do not have to have sex with. Isn't that a amazing thought? You don't. You can have female friends and have them be a part of your life and do girl things with them. My sister is so far away from me. Um, you know, she's she's a good forty-five, probably like fifty-five minute drive. We'll just call it one an hour. My sister is an hour away. My sister and I always have like f- reflective, emotional, fun moments, and you know, so some of these female friends of mine fill that void you know like just me being close to a female now have i had sex with some of them yes i've I've had i've had sex with some of them some of them i have it doesn't even matter it really doesn't sometimes sex sex just happens because uh well wine (laughs) wine and alcohol but so i watched this movie with a female that's the point i'm getting and along the way, she asked me, would I recommend this movie? Because I was very clear on wanting to do it for Dream Warriors as we were watching it. Just because I was digging it. Like, you know, it, I was waiting for the hook. I was waiting for, like, some of those revelations uh, to come through. And I said, I don't know if I would recommend this movie to the the general audience. Uh, because we're dealing with... A narrative that uh, takes place in the art world. Now, I believe movies should have two objectives. Educate and be exciting. Now, exciting doesn't mean Will Farrell like, screaming into the camera. Okay, exciting could be a, a engaging narrative, an engaging story. This movie definitely hits the education pin 
right on. The exciting part is where the movie starts to crumble because we we have a lot of characters. I mean a lot. And we these characters are all by all played by people we've seen before. And everyone is a character. Like, you know, this is a, a like an a char- an actor character movie. Okay? Now, along the way, we have this plot of of a haunted canvas. So th- this is almost like again, going back to Hard Candy from the thirty one days of dread. This is this is a hard candy that completely um, like overjumps the the concept, okay, <laughs> and doesn't explain much. But the concept is that someone gets a hold of these paintings, and the, once they're immediately seen, they're desirable, okay. They they're the greatest paintings ever, but if you profit from them, you die. And the guy who painted these paintings just, I guess, randomly dies in the movie. He was he was in the process of destroying them and left uh, almost like a will to destroy the paintings. A woman, thinking that she's found the next Picasso, uh, brings them to an art gallery and, you know, then the dying ensues. Now, that is a very, <laughs> it's a very... Uh, intelligent highbrow concept for a you know a murder story and that's really what this is okay we have a bunch of characters and people are going to die one by one uh i i believe this movie is unique in that there's there's very few movies period that are that's in this setting uh i kept getting ideas that this was almost like a horror version of six degrees of separation because i love the art world and this, the the society of Six Degrees of Separation. I'm I'm so drawn to 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 that movie because of it. I just think it's just so well done. A movie stage play. I yet I I have yet to see the stage play. Yeah, and like along the way, um, I just got pulled out of this movie a little bit just because I couldn't follow the hook. Um, nor like was there much of one. The, the the explanation just wasn't really there to why things were happening, and I I didn't feel at any point that uh, any of these people were going to survive, so I was like okay like this is going to be another movie where everyone dies and we'll kind of have like a stick a perfect landing that the, the the ending is going to stick its landing which is exactly how this movie wrapped up again perfect ending for this movie the the perfect last like ten minutes awesome um you know but but along the way it's like the nature of these deaths and how some of these characters are dying are it's reflective of art itself and and this is where the movie does need to be viewed uh at least like one more time by myself because the deaths in this movie are reflective to things that some of these people are drawn to art wise like it's like their taste or their rejection or, or what they're not accepting and a lot you know like and it, it it does kind of become like a mirror being held up to itself now those concepts are there like just talking to you i can i can smell them i can see them but that doesn't mean that the movie 
uh, sells it when you first see it. So there's there's maybe like two positions I like to take with, with movies. Um, you know, like where are you when you first see it? Where are you when you study it? Because it takes a while sometimes to study a movie. It uh, People who can study a movie and mentally record things in one session, great. Uh, I think some people go in with a methodology and they, they make the movie fit into wedges so they can explain things away. Uh, yeah, I think that's a part of it too. That's a part of like uh, theory and analysis. Uh, I enjoy um, going in fresh every single time when I watch a movie, even though I, I may know the beats, to pick up something new, to, to see something else. And this movie definitely invites that. This movie definitely invites multiple viewings. And, and, and this is maybe why it could have been appealing to Netflix. Because it is almost extreme worthy. Uh, you know, like going to pay, you know, for this movie in a theater. Having to even, like, go out and purchase, like, a Blu-ray. Definitely, you know, like, adds to the cost of consumption. This movie does, the streaming nature of Netflix, the nature of Netflix alone lends itself to movies like this. I, I kind of want to say uh, it was a little bit like a, a, a thriller version of the Cloverfield Paradox in, in that movie too because Cloverfield Paradox could have been sprinkled with more uh, abstract and far-out science fiction just through dialogue and exposition, no special effects. To make you want to watch that movie a hundred more times. And I feel like when it comes to Netflix. That should be a little bit of the objective. When it comes to the, the curation of the content. It should be like. Oh how many times can people watch this movie? How many times are they going to watch it? What is. What's about. Is there anything in this movie to enable. Our audience to constantly consume it. And with that being said. Um, you know like I would say. Great this is a perfect Netflix movie. Because, again, we have some of the best actors working today in Hollywood. Uh, everyone here is, is somewhat like a character actor. They're, they're interpreting something. They've invented something in front of us. Uh, you know, and, you know, for that, I would say, yeah, like, it's great to watch it and rewatch this movie again and again. But on first viewing, does I believe this movie does fail. But I, I just want to say it could hold up through time but look look everyone i know it's a shorter episode but i'm literally talking to you it's like 6 30 a.m and the, the same day that this is dropping this is friday march 1st 2019 holla march yeah so <laughs> so with all of that being said hey uh get ready big announcement next episode i'll explain everything i love all of you and hey find me on twitter at AKA Pad, so we can chit chat. Uh, and on most and just about all social media, except for TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. But rock and roll. Have a great day. Get ready for the weekend. And if you're in Philly, uh, yeah, break out the salt and start shoveling. <laughs>